1: Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva Presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides
0: and seconds with Canva Presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.
2: <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream connect the shower lather up with the news sports talk comedians or movie reviews connect with that 3
1: hour philosophy show change the drive into work in traffic so
2: slow connect the dishes to voices that glow thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
1: Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing cutting expenses in times of financial distress.
0: Yes. you know, Millions have filed for unemployment these past few weeks, blowing away the unemployment records that have held since 1982. Joel, isn't that insane over the past 37, 38 years? Yeah, we're in a completely different time right now. Yeah. And so if you're not making as much money, you're probably having a harder time paying your bills. And so that's why I'm excited for us to talk about some of these ways, some of these quick ways that we can make some changes to our expenses that are going to allow us to be in a a better place financially. Yeah, there are specific moves that whether your job is stable
1: or unstable uh, that you should be taking right now. And so we're going to go through specific line items that you should consider that you should look to to be able to save more right now. Because yeah, in a down economy, in a time where there is more job instability, it's really incumbent on us to make moves in our own budget uh, that we might not otherwise make in a time where our job isn't at
0: risk. Yeah, Normally, it, it comes down to like, there's two things you can do, right? You can either make more money, or you can spend less money. Or you can wave a magic wand and make some appear right in front of you, if only. Doesn't typically happen, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing, though. It's, it's way more difficult right now for us to make more money. We don't have a whole lot of control given the current economy. What we do have control over, and like you said, what we're, what's incumbent upon us to make changes in our own lives is what we're spending money on. And so, um, yeah, because of that, I think that's really important for us to, to tackle this today. Yeah, Matt, one of the things that I think we are,
1: you and I are uh, at least spending a little bit more money on right now is going out and supporting our local small businesses because they are being hit the hardest right now. And so yeah, we've gotten takeout from small businesses more frequently than we normally would because we do have some extra wiggle room and we
0: feel like that's money well spent. And oftentimes we, we talk about being frugal versus being cheap, right? And you know, this is an episode where we're going to talk about cutting expenses. And when it comes to the money that we spend on ourselves, like our own personal consumption, I think we do certainly need to be frugal. and maybe even like borderline cheap, right? <laughs> like we're we're looking for ways to cut back and and make sure that we're getting by without going into debt. But when it comes to, you know, being frugal with others, in particular those that are in the service sector right now, I think obviously it depends on your personal circumstances, But I think we would consider that cheap, right? If if we're being frugal with those who are, uh, working extra hard right now, you know, working to, to to pay the bills and are just getting by. I think that would be cheap. An example I'm thinking of uh, Instacart, right? A lot of folks are using Instacart. We, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how they're hiring 300,000 new positions, new full time shoppers. And here's the thing: is they're putting themselves at risk essentially to to do their job. Like, sure. granted, they're doing their job to to earn a salary, but they're also at risk, right? Grocery stores are
1: still kind of a frontline area for, for people. And, and there's more chance of, of getting sick if you're working in one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a risk that they are sort of realizing and undertaking themselves. It's a service that a lot of us are using, but we're, we're kind of doing that from a like a, a point of luxury almost, you know, it's like, okay, I don't want to necessarily expose myself to the, you know, the chance of getting infected. And so what's happening, though, is we're transferring that risk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with that in mind, I think we need to pay attention to how much we're tipping folks like that. That's a, an easy example because there is an option to tip your, your Instacart person. But it also makes me think of other areas, too, like, uh, like the UPS driver and like even the grocery store worker. You can't really tip them. <laughs> That's not something that you would do normally. I wish there was because when they signed up for that job, this risk of getting sick That wasn't really part of the job, but it's something that they've sort of inherited. And so I think with that in mind, we should certainly look to, you know, where possible, make sure that we're tipping very generously when it comes to those who are are serving us and uh, in the service sector.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. It's cheap right now to not tip generously for the people that are on the front lines. And, you know, my dad's in grocery stores five or six days a week because of his job. And I'm nervous for him because he's in his, his late 60s. And so, you know, we've talked about it. I've relayed my concerns. You know, he's taking as all the precautions that he can. But yeah, I'm nervous for the people working for Instacart, people working at the grocery store, people working in hospitals, right? There are so many frontline areas right now and grocery stores are definitely one of them. So I agree. Don't be cheap. Be as generous as you can during this time with your small businesses. And of course, especially if you are in a situation where you have expendable income and you have job security. And Matt, I think people, whether they feel completely comfortable with where their job is right now in this period, and people that have maybe even just recently been laid off, like these tips are going to be helpful for people across the board. But before we get to that, let's mention the beer that we're having on the show today. We're drinking Mr.
0: Blue 2019 edition by Toole Brewing, which is out of Denmark, right? Yeah, I think they're a Danish brewery for sure. And good job with the pronunciation there. We talked about this before, but a lot of people say tool
2: because it's just
0: T-O-O-L. But the second O is... You know, it's got the line through it. And so, I, I, yeah, after doing a little bit of research, it seems like the proper way to say it is, like, Tool. Those li- crazy Scandinavians. Yeah. Are, is that? Yeah, Denmark's Scandinavian. Yeah, yeah, it's all together. But evidently, it means two beers. Oh. Like the uh, the two guys that founded this brewery. Basically, they would go into some place back in the day when they were first gypsy brewing, and they would say, Tool, That means two beers, please. (laughs) So yeah, this is a fun one. This was sent to the show by Jeremy in North Carolina. And I'm looking forward to enjoying this one with you, buddy. And we can talk about what we think of it at the end of the episode. Yeah, a black currant stout. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Indeed. But Matt, let's get into it. Let's get to the
1: subject at hand. 67 million people are anticipating having trouble paying their bills due to the fallout from coronavirus. This is something that a recent study from Wallet Hub showed. A lot of us have seen our income drastically cut, or, or maybe you don't have any income at the moment. And the stimulus bill, I think, is going to help a lot of people in that area, but it's still scary. And it's important for us to prioritize our money now and to conserve cash because in a tough economic cycle, we might have more need for it. So the time has come for many of us to tighten our belts a notch maybe even two, and to cut some more expenses so that our finances can survive the economic hardship that many of us are facing right now.
0: Yeah, there's just so much, man, that's just still unknown, right? Like we don't know the full impact and how this is all going to affect our personal finances and the economy over time. But when it does come to our money, right, our regular expenses might currently be a reflection of our old income, the life that we used to have, right? And if we don't make any changes, we're going to end up in debt. And so there are changes that do need to happen, but what expenses do we need to look to in order to make a dent in our monthly or in our annual expenses? Due to the weird times that we find ourselves in, it may not make a lot of sense to make some extreme cuts and changes, right? A lot of individuals are finding themselves furloughed or just temporarily out of work as more small businesses receive loans from the government, you know, due to the stimulus package, payroll checks will hopefully show up in the mail and life might be able to resume to some sort of normalcy, but we just don't know. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about big stuff. We're going to talk about small stuff. And when we're talking about
1: big stuff, the the things that fall at the top of the list are housing and transportation. Always. They're they're the two biggest line items in almost all of our budgets. And if you can cut those down now, that's great. But given our current circumstances, there aren't a lot of changes we can typically make in a short time with those bigger items. It's tough to downsize right now if you're in the middle of a lease or if you have a mortgage on a property. Or if you can't even get out of your apartment to go look at another apartment (laughs) because you live in New York. Right. And that's why home sales are drastically decreasing. It's tough to even get a tenant I had a tenant recently move out of a home and it's been tough to find people to actually come look at the property. It's almost impossible right now. And it's also like probably a a tough time to try and sell, your car, and get an old beater just because of kind of the trepidation that we all have in doing commerce with each other. So you're probably looking for quicker ways to save money ASAP. So a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode, will focus on the multitude of smaller expenses that we have every month that keep us from saving more. It's almost like this death by a thousand cuts. And so it's our goal to highlight some of those main ways that you can cut quickly in order to create more breathing room right now
0: yeah our focus is on these smaller more nimble changes that we can make to our budgets and our spending in order to be responsive now versus those big items which you know s- certainly do make a bigger difference but it's it's hard to move some of those you know large ships i think of it like a locomotive it's like once it's going and going in the right direction you're set but it's also really hard to stop those things on a dime yeah and one of those larger expenses is food right we recently talked about groceries with beth from budget bites Don't forget that line item, right? Food. Uh, And our entertainment funds, they're likely slashed just out of the sheer inability to go out and spend a lot of the money, much to the difficulty of local business owners, of course. And so, yeah, what are these other expenses that we can cut? You might know about some of the ones that we're going to mention, some of the ones we're going to talk about today, but there are others that you might not have thought of. We're going to get to discussing those right after the break.
1: And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your
0: money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial
1: safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations. or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb, you just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Matt, we're back to the break. We are going to quickly touch on some of those bigger expenses, but like we said, we're going to focus on the smaller expenses. And for everyone out there, the economy is obviously in turmoil and whether you've been put in a more difficult position or not, most of us probably still have an unsettled feeling. We're just not sure. And as the economy contracts, you might be impacted later, even though you're not feeling an impact right now. All indicators point to the fact that the economy, not just our countries, but the global economy, is going to be feeling some of the effects from this downturn for a while. Something like this doesn't happen, and then it just goes away overnight. So what better way to prepare for these lean times than to get ahead of it now while you have the choice? man? I think making some of these cuts now ahead of time, you know, uh, it gives us the ability to build up that emergency fund gives us the ability to start living life a little differently now before we're forced to do so later, which makes a lot of sense in my mind.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. That's why this is so important for us to talk about is this isn't just for those who are currently hurting. It's also going to be for those who might be hurting. And we don't know which of us are going to be hurting in the future. Sure. So yeah, let's go ahead and take those steps now. And first, let's go ahead and look at some of those major. Uh, expenses that we have, sometimes these can be annual expenses as well, it may not make a ton of sense. And it might not even be possible to make changes here, right? We just talked about how it might be tough to, to sell that nicer car you have or get out of that apartment to find a more affordable place. But of course, those big line items will move the needle more quickly. And so, you know, it's worth mentioning these things because we need to at least take a look before, you know, we look to some of those smaller items to make a larger impact initially.
1: Yeah. But depending on your situation, whether you own a home or not, it might make sense to downside your living quarters to save money. And it might even make sense to do something more drastic like move in with a loved one or a relative. That's not always ideal. But if you're in a difficult position and you want to be able to weather this storm well, sometimes hard decisions like that are necessary. There's no shame in that game. And pretty much everything should be on the table in order to prevent you from going into debt. I think, Matt, sometimes people in a time of uncertainty and hardship, there's still a lot of pride. And it's like, I would do anything to save money, but I won't do that. Right? Kind of like the meatloaf song. <laughs> and just like meatloaf. Just <laughs> like meatloaf. <laughs> and so, But I, what is that thing? <laughs> exactly. That's the big question. I think there's probably too many things on our <laughs> list of like things that we won't cut or things that we won't do. And I think more things need to be on the table. Even those things that might be a little bit harder and, and feel a little bit worse and maybe take a hit to our pride at the same time.
0: Yeah. And even though it might be difficult for some folks to accept that, it might be possible for them. For other folks, it may not be possible for them to move currently. And so just look to some of the other larger expenses associated with your housing costs, right? I'm thinking of energy costs. Like a lot of people just accept that whatever the water bill, power bill, gas bill, whatever, oil, I guess, if you live up north. A lot of people just accept that whatever the bill says, that that's what it's going to be. And while that's true, because yes, you have to pay your bills, <laughs> you have control over what that bill ends up being. You have like take control over what the temperature is going to be in your house, right? Like when it's when it's winter, make sure that you're layering up and, and you know turning down your heat in the summertime. You don't need to crank down that AC you're like wear shorts and a tank top turn on the fan. Like there's lots of ways that we can make changes to what we think is our baseline cost of living that we don't think to because we're just used to the way that we've been living inside of our homes.
1: Yeah. And on the note of making bigger changes, well, if you're in a car lease, hopefully that car lease is up soon and you can find a cheaper way to get around. You could also sell a newer car and hop into something much older. We just discussed how that might be more difficult though. And also if you're in a lease, you could potentially get rid of that lease on a site like swapalease or leasetrader.com. Those could be places for somebody who who wants to lease a car uh, and it can help you kind of get out from under it. And on the note of cars, it's important to call your insurance agent and to also shop with other insurance companies to see what you can do to lower your insurance bill. Shopping your insurance could save you more than a thousand bucks a year and that's big money and that's something that you could do In just a couple hours and so you could shop on a site like policygenius.com or with a local private insurance agent matt one thing that i've noticed too is a lot of people just aren't commuting because their work is shut down they're working from home one of the biggest discounts that is often offered from insurance companies is a mileage discount if you drive under a certain amount of miles per year a lot of us are going to meet that threshold this year because of the coronavirus. And so at a minimum, you should reach out to your insurance company and say, hey, I'm gonna be under this mark. Can I get a break on my insurance? How much money can I save because I'm gonna be driving less this year? You might be able to save three or 400 bucks just with that one call, and that's huge.
0: Yeah, our our buddy 5AM Joel, he actually did this recently and mentioned how he, you know, is saving close to 500 bucks just by making that single phone call. Yeah. He was a guest on the show earlier this year. And uh, you know, one of the things we talked about was the challenge of actually getting up early. How's that been going for you, by the way? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> have pretty you been good. doing it still? Yeah, I, I bumped it
1: back to like 6.15. <laughs> <laughs> I was 6 a.m. Joel there for a minute, but yeah, 6.15 and I, it's been it's been great. Although I will say when I wake up even earlier, it's better. And I, I just need to get back into the habit of
0: 6 a.m. on the dot. Well, good for you, because I have not at all. <laughs> Dude, with the girls being home from school, we're completely taking advantage of sleeping in a little bit later. And it's, it's kind of hurting my my routine, though, in the morning. So I, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of feeling that a little bit. I'm doing more of this like on the back end, like later in the evening. I'm kind of defaulting to, to like bachelor Matt, you know, married <laughs> before kids Matt, where I would work late into the night. But I feel like I can see the difference in the quality of my work, you know, like when you're able to do that work early in the morning, like while your brain is fresh. As I get older a little bit, I, th- I think I can really tell the difference in the quality of my work. And so I'm, I might have to try to make some changes get back to it. But then again, man, Weston, our baby boy, he's teething. And so he's been waking up in the middle of the night crying. We got to get up, give him some of ibuprofen. That also makes it tough (laughs) to, to wake up early. That's a dynamic changer for sure, dude. Yeah. And another sort of larger expense in a lot of people's budgets every month are debt obligations. And so we would encourage folks to just pay the minimums. On those debt obligations, right? Stop putting extra towards your mortgage, towards your credit cards or student loans uh, if you're looking to cut expenses by a significant amount. You know, and this is really hard for us money experts to say this, but for most people, this makes a lot of sense right now in order to keep more cash on hand. Yeah, Matt, we recently had a question from someone about they were paying a lot more towards their student loans,
1: but there was job insecurity there. And so, should she keep doing that? And our answer was no. And so, for everybody out there who is trying to pay off credit card debt as quickly as possible. That in particular, it's a really hard one for me to tell someone, no, don't pay more on that because that's high interest rate debt. And what we would say is take advantage of a balanced transfer offer if you can. And also we would say only pay off that debt if you know that you'll be able to continue to to live and pay your monthly bills. If that money is out of your checking account and it's gone to the credit card companies, because especially right now, there are other breaks for you calling the credit card company, asking for an interest holiday. That can be a huge help and allow you just to pay the minimums for a while. But yeah, I think paying the minimums is a great way to be able to to boost your savings so that you have more cash on hand in case you need it.
0: And man, in addition to that, let's talk about student loans as well. The stimulus bill, it had provisions in it that allowed for those who have federal student loans to essentially hit the pause button on all payments until October. During that period, no interest is going to accrue. And so it essentially gives you a break. So if you're in a tough position, that will allow you to, to save up some of that cash to give you some more cushion during these tough times. Yeah, for sure. All right, Matt, let's get to the some of the smaller
1: line items. That's where I think most people are going to be able to take action on many of these items, right? So hopefully you have a budget or at least you've been tracking your expenses. And this is a great place to start when we're talking about which of these smaller line items you need to go after first. So go down the list of your monthly expenses and start making cuts. If you haven't been budgeting or tracking, downloading your last month's credit card statements or you know signing up for a site like Mint or YNAB to be able to kind of see everything in one place can be really, really helpful. And Matt, I think it's important to mention that that some expenses are gonna be easier to cut than others. We're not doing date nights right now. So our eating out budget would typically have slimmed. Like for most people, that's an easy thing to cut because there's no place to go out to eat. We're trying to kind of redirect that money towards small businesses and getting takeout because it's something that we feel like we can easily keep in our budget because we've prioritized building up savings for a long period of time. But if you have lost your job and you're in a tenuous work situation, forsaking bars and restaurants is so much easier right now because none of them are open and it's far more necessary for your budget. It's going to make a big difference in the amount that you're able to toss into your savings to kind of pad that for a rainy day or or whatever comes along that, that might be difficult in the coming weeks and months.
0: I think for a lot of people to figure out which of these expenses are going to be easier than others to cut, it just takes some reflection. You know, like you mentioned, looking over your statements, seeing where you spent your money. It's not going to be difficult, I think, for a lot of people if they do actually take the time and look at what they spent their money on at the end of the month to look back and say, like, okay, cool, which of these could I do without, you know? There's uh, almost always some fat to trim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you know, you're like, yeah, we did that, but like, eh, didn't really need to do that, right? <laughs> you might think, oh, yeah, I spent some money on some winter clothes because they're on sale. I'm getting a good deal because this is, these are gonna be my winter clothes for next year. But it's like, well, what about your other three jackets? You know, right. like, like, is that something that you could have done without, Um, we all have different areas in our lives where if we just give it a little bit of time and reflection, I think typically that's the biggest problem is we don't give ourselves enough time. We don't give our money enough time. And when we do reflect on it and look at what we're spending our money on, it's, it's not too difficult to see where we can trim. Well, on that note, man, you know, another area, I think that we can trim back some more when we're looking over our statements are some of these recurring expenses that happen every single month. I'm talking about the different memberships and subscriptions we have, right? There might be some of those that you've even forgotten about. I'm talking about gym memberships, Maybe you signed up for some of those monthly subscription boxes and they're kind of piling up in the corner of the closet. Even Amazon Prime or Spotify, like are you actually taking advantage of these services? Are you using them? One that slipped under our radar, Joel, Amazon Kindle Unlimited is something that we had signed up for. We wanted to to check out a few books that were available through the Kindle Unlimited program. You know, signed up, took advantage of that free month offer. Totally forgot to set up a reminder to cancel that junk. And so when it officially kicked in after that free month and we got that bill. I looked over to Kate and I was like, oh, they got us. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that. Getting the free trial and then forgetting to discontinue. I right? know, man. Yeah, I hate it. I norm- I'm normally so good about it. Like We we put a counter reminder and I'll even set the alerts and everything. But for whatever reason, totally forgot to do that when it came to Kindle Unlimited. And I love my Kindle, by the way. But there are lots of free options from our library. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really have a need for it. It just wasn't worth it, in our opinion. Another thing, too, is, is let's talk about cutting the cord. Most of you out there... Have done this. You have cut the cord because you listen to the podcast, right? Uh, We appreciate that, but maybe you've gotten a little too subscription heavy with the different entertainment streaming services. You know, they add up over time. You've got more time to watch TV now, but soaking up free content maybe via the Roku channel or Pluto, even maybe Sony Crackle. That all makes more sense than another monthly expense. Or you know, we just I just mentioned the library. Forget watching TV. Like think about all the amazing books that you could read and, and, and how you could be growing yourself planting these seeds for new ideas and and how you can, you know, start a new side hustle, start a new business once we all emerge from this crazy health crisis we're in.
1: Yeah. And uh, Matt, there's Canopy too, which is uh, the streaming service from the library. Like some libraries have it. We don't hear. Bummer.
0: But I've heard it's great. And that's free for people with a library card, especially for those who are part of larger library systems. Uh, Like somebody mentioned how they could sign up for the, the Boston library system, even though they live on the outskirts of Boston, like they're not technically within the city limits. But because they live in a the state, they can still sign up online and be a member of the the Boston Library system. And they get access that way. Nice yeah. little hack.
1: That's clutch. And when your favorite show, New Season, comes out, you know, sign up for Netflix when Stranger Things Season 4 comes out. And then ditch it once you've binged it, right? Because if that's really the only reason you've signed up for that service, then take advantage of it for a little while and then say goodbye during maybe uh, some of the other months of the year. I think that can also be a way to lower the overall amount that you're putting towards streaming services.
0: And have you heard of this uh, like this German equivalent to Stranger Things? I think it's called Dark Matter or something like that. No. Have you ever heard of that? It's supposed to be good? Yeah, I think so. It's, it, but it's, it's supposed to be really similar to, to Stranger Things. And so, you know, if there's any fellow fans of Stranger things out there. You might want to check that out. All right, all right. Good to know. I'll check that one out. Yeah, I'll put a quick little link in our show notes for folks interested.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, and I think another thing that people should really consider is is shopping services that they've never ever shopped before. It's not on people's normal to-do list to shop their cell phone bill. Most people just you don't think about it. You've kind of been with the same provider for probably years and years and years. And you, you haven't really thought twice about jumping over to somebody else. So Matt, we, of course, we like Mint and Visible. Those are two of our favorite low-cost providers. There are, of course, other great ones too. T-Mobile is also offering kind of a Mint-esque $15 a month plan right now. You can save over a thousand bucks a year, literally just by changing your cell provider So yeah, we would encourage you to, to make that one of the main priorities as well. Like anytime you can save... Uh, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month in one fell swoop by making one change, that that's like pure budget savings gold right there.
0: Yeah, what's so amazing about these recurring expenses, man, and this is why reducing your expenses is so powerful, because it's almost like a pay raise if you think about it. Because if you can stick with it, this is something that you get to realize every single month for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, like you really can think of it like a pay bump, except you don't have to pay taxes on it. You know, like when you get a pay raise some of that gets taken away via taxes when you cut your expenses you get to keep every single dollar of that and i think that's one of the things that makes cutting back on expenses so powerful true yeah
1: and matt i think you know another kind of line item in the budget is family fun like where can we cut back in that way but not lose the elements that actually matter of having fun with your family so like my neighbors recently were playing charades across the street from each other because you can't really get close (laughs) to one another right now so That's they're pretty awesome. Yeah, they're literally on other. Uh, they're literally on opposite sides of the street that I live on, going back and forth, doing their goofy gestures and uh, seeing if they can and seeing if the other family can guess. You know what what they're being. It looked like they were having just a, a total blast. And there are so many ways that we can think of to reduce the entertainment cost for our family, especially in this time. You know, bike rides are a plenty in our household right now i'm having so much fun with my six-year-old selma riding all the time that's all she wants to do right now and it's just a blast
0: yeah it was several weeks ago that we mentioned getting that bike for clover and you guys got one as well and i'm um, dude it's so fun seeing our all of our kids basically now on these bikes zipping around uh but i totally agree we love biking it's one of those affordable fun ways to get exercise get outside see your neighbors Man, we went on a little social distancing bike ride uh, the other the other day, separated by maybe six feet or more with some friends of ours. We rode down uh, to your house, but but you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know where I was because there's nowhere to go right now. It's true, but yeah, we're huge fans of biking, of course.
1: Yeah, and board games, another great way to kind of keep your family occupied for basically no money and we love board games so we try to play sorry uh you know we're i'm hoping that that selma's about to get a ticket to ride with me really soon oh nice yeah. so many good so many good board games out there too so yeah any way that you can lower those costs make it happen right now
0: yeah certainly there's a lot of downsides to quarantine and uh the, the situation we're, we're currently in man but you know, being louder and yelling back and forth from our porches to our neighbors, like that's kind of like one bright upside. It's kind of funny that that's just how life is right now, right? (laughs) It's an odd part of our circumstances. (laughs) Um, One other thing too, that we want to recommend for folks is just to resist the urge to shop online, right? With more free time that we have and basically unfettered internet access with a lot of us working from home, it's easier to peruse your favorite shopping sites, but don't do it. We would encourage folks to go to unroll.me, you know, find ways to remove these, these temptations and these distractions from even showing up in your inbox to begin with. Yeah.
1: Maybe unfollow some of your favorite shopping sites on Instagram too, because, you know, seeing that pop up in your feed
0: is definitely a temptation. Well, Joel, we've got a little challenge, a way that you can approach, you know, resisting that urge to shop. We're going to get to that as well as some other practices on how we can curb our spending. And we'll get to those right after the break.
2: Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super-serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best-fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories,
0: For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial.
1: All right, Matt, we're back from the break. We're talking about cutting expenses in times of financial distress, and a lot of people are finding themselves in at least a little bit of a degree of greater financial uncertainty at minimum. And so let's talk about some of the practices uh, that can make it easier for us to cut our expenses but the first thing I want to mention is to stash any cash that comes in.
0: Stash that cash.
1: Yeah. this should, should be
0: like a slogan. Remember the
1: rhyme. Stash <laughs> the cash. You can even use a hashtag. But tax refunds or stimulus money, whatever it may be, the average tax refund is more than 3000 bucks. So if you fall into that category and you received a big tax refund this year, put it in your savings account now and don't touch it. We would suggest that anything unexpected or large, stimulus money included, put it in your high yield savings account. And if you don't have a high yield savings account yet, bad move. And you can go to howtomoney.com CIT in order to sign up for one of our favorites that pays one of the highest rates in the market. And honestly, even just a small amount of cash can be huge at a time like this to help you weather an unexpected bill or give you some sure footing in maybe the event that your hours are cut back or your job is lost, at least temporarily. I mean, even with the increased unemployment benefits, you're probably not going to be making as much as you were at your job when you lost it and so yeah preparing now for that unexpected and stashing the cash is crucial
0: yeah wise words buddy when it comes to our expenses you know like we're talking about making these like smaller cuts and sometimes it can be hard i think to whittle back some of these expenses one by one but with each expense that you pair back you're making a meaningful difference in your future financial stability got to keep that in mind and the trade-off for many of these cuts is, is pretty small right if you're in a really tough place financially, or if you're currently unemployed and you don't think you'll be gainfully employed for a while, it might be worth considering starting from the ground up and essentially rebuilding your budget from scratch. Maybe it's become overrun with some of these unnecessary expenses. And so if that's the case, call everything into question and maybe create a budget that makes more sense given your current financial situation and what you actually value. Start from scratch and then consider what expenses do you add back? Isn't that sort of like the Marie Kondo approach? Like when she's talking about like minimizing stuff in folks' homes, she encourages folks to kind of get rid of everything, and then you slowly one by one add things back. Yeah, I think Is that right? I think that's I never pain. watched any of her episodes. I don't so. know. <laughs> that sounds right, but I don't know. <laughs> it feels right. It does. It, it sparks joy in my heart right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like that's such a good approach, though, because if we start from zero and we build our budget from there, it's so much easier to only include the things that matter. Whereas it feels like a completely different exercise if we're only trying to cut the things that currently exist in our budget. So if we can kind of reframe the whole idea of what sticks around and what goes by building from the ground up, as opposed to tearing down what already exists, I I think it's going to feel better for us and it's going to give us a greater ability to stick to that new budget. Yeah, it's like a positive approach instead of a negative one. Yeah, exactly. Matt, and another positive approach we've talked about the gamification of money before is making this process of cutting expenses kind of like a game. Maybe try and challenge yourself to a no spend month. Maybe you've been thinking about doing that anyways, and now is the perfect opportunity to jumpstart it and have a whole month where you don't spend anything except for on the bare minimum essentials. Maybe start mid-month.
0: Yeah, don't don't do the whole month. You can just do 30 days. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to start on the first, right? But commit to 30 days of eating through the food that you already have and commit to only spending on housing, food, and gas. For transportation, right? And you'll, you're not going to make any other consumer purchases. Any way that you can gamify this decision to cut your expenses is going to to make it feel less painful, make it feel a little more fun. And I think also it can actually help you do a better job, maybe increase the amount that you're able to save when you make a game out of it, as opposed to making it kind of drudgery to, to get through and cut things in your budget.
0: I really do feel this is something that a lot of us could apply specifically to food and to groceries, right? Like s- so many of us have Pantries and freezers and fridges that are just full of food that were like, "Uh, I don't really want to eat that, but I guess I should. I guess I could, you know? And we want you to be healthy about what you're eating. Make sure you have a healthy diet. I guess I got to eat those three bags of Cheetos now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But that's the thing. The Cheetos are going to be the first thing to go. Like, in all likelihood, there aren't Cheetos in your cabinet. There's going to be like beans and rice and like baked beans, like just all the sort of things that you're not excited to eat, all the varieties of beans. Yeah. <laughs> but they're good for you and you definitely can can maintain a healthy diet by being creative, but then just actually committing to eating those different items that you already have. Joel, let's talk about debt as well. We don't want folks to emerge on the other side of this uh, health crisis with tons of consumer debt, right? We've discussed why credit cards are the best way, the the best method to spend your money, but in the same breath, we also mentioned how they aren't going to be the best method for some individuals. If you'll be digging yourself into a bigger debt hole right now, avoiding the cards in your wallet or your purse, that's going to make a lot of sense for you. So try sticking to cash-only purchases or using a debit card, even though we hate even saying this at all, but it's going to, but it's true. And it's to limit yourself to the money you actually have in your accounts. Yeah. The biggest
1: downside to a credit card is spending more than you have. There's almost no other downside to using a credit card. They're the best way typically to pay. But if that's going to be the case, and if you're going to spend more than you should, more than you reasonably can afford, then you shouldn't be using your credit card right now, Matt. I completely agree. And I think really, Matt, we would say things are, of course, ultimately going to get back to normal. They still don't feel normal right now. Things still feel a little surreal, but anything that we can do now to prevent ourselves from going into debt will pay off richly in the future, right? It's not easy. COVID-19 is a worldwide issue that's affecting the health of our friends and loved ones. And it's hard to watch. It's hard to see the death toll rising. It's hard to see the number of people that have caught the virus rising, and so it's really our job to, to help you and empower you know how to handle your money well. So we'll keep doing our best three times a week with our show. And it's our goal to bring helpful information to help you avoid a debt hangover after all of this is said and done. So if we can get out of this physically and fiscally healthy, then you know what, Matt, I think you and I will be two happy money nerds. What do you think? <laughs>
0: totally, man. Yeah.
1: We want our listeners to, to not only survive, but thrive. And I think they are, like we've said before, in the best position to do so even though we're in trying economic times right now.
0: Yeah. So keep these tips in mind, whether you are in a tough financial situation currently, or you know you might be in that position down the road. These are all changes that we can make starting now.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on the show today. The beer was called Mr. Blue 2019 edition by Ta'ul Brewing. Uh, this was sent to us by listener Jeremy from North Carolina. So Matt, what was your take on this beer man? Is this Imperial Black Current
0: Stout? Yeah, well first I want to talk I want to start with a label cuz uh, it's called Mr. Blue 2019 edition, but on the can it says CMYK, but it's like C colon 90, M colon 60, Y colon 0, K colon 4. Do you know what that is? I'm sure you looked it up. Well, I actually didn't need to look it up because I used to be a graphic designer. That should, oh. that should give you a little hint. Okay. So CMYK is the uh, like the the term when it comes to the ink that printers use. So s- s- cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. Okay. Uh, K right. stands for black. I
1: th- think I've seen that before when I'm digging around my printer settings.
0: There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Computer screens use RGB color um, to-, to create colors. But when it comes to printing, they use these four different colors to print basically every single color that exists so somebody really nerdy made this beer yeah basically <laughs> um, and i assume that this makes a really cool blue essentially it's like a recipe so like the c90 m60 like this is a recipe to a specific color and so this is beer, it the color that's around the top of the can probably? i'm guessing so something like that that's cool it, the beer is called mr blue 2019 edition so i assume it makes a really cool unique blue But it's technically not the name of the beer, but it's on the label written like gigantic. (laughs) It looks like that's the name of the beer. Yeah, so I figured it was worth mentioning. So yeah, when I saw that label, I totally nerded out when I saw that. Took me Back 10 years, back to my uh, graphic design days. But Joel, when we poured this beer, it poured as one of the most unique colors that I feel like I've ever seen in a glass. Uh, It was almost black, but it had these undertones of like red and purple that you almost couldn't see unless you like swirled the glass a little bit, you know? Uh, Super dark and rich, kind of reminded me of like this dark it's kind of jewel almost but as far as the flavor goes dude it completely punches you in the taste buds with this strong black currant flavor that flavor was really pronounced but it also had these dark earthy notes almost like bitter coffee like like black coffee almost because uh, the, the, the flavor was so intense it almost re- reminded me of like espresso but without the super coffee flavor it just kind of had that character You know, so it had a touch of that bitterness and it almost had a little bit of earthiness going on too, like a Russian imperial stout. I'm completely on board with the fact that they're calling this an imperial because it totally reminds me of a Russian imperial where it does have like that earthy body to it. Yeah, man, this was
1: delicious. Yeah, really cool. It was a stout that had some tartness going on, which is a rare combo. But I feel like this was expertly pulled off because that isn't something that you normally get to experience a stout that has kind of these tart fruity flavors going on. And it had this like slight purple hue when you poured it out of the can that I think black currant is just such this interesting flavor. It's kind of unique. And I don't think I've ever had a black currant on its own. I'd be interested to try that, but it feels like it's this uniquely powerful flavor and it really did overwhelm the beer, but in a good way so yeah I, th- I thought it went really well inside of the stout and you could tell that the brewer not only do they have an understanding of the perfect shade of blue but they also realized what a good stout
0: with black currant was going to taste like because they crushed it on this one couldn't agree more man yeah so thanks again to jeremy for sending this one our way and joel you know what one of these days you and i maybe our families too we'll see <laughs> But we're gonna get up to some of those Scandinavian countries because they got some good beer going on there as well, buddy. Yeah, man. We
1: Emily and I have gotten to experience some in Norway, which is, you know, my home country. But I want to hit up all the Scandinavian countries. There's Motherland. Some cool, cool stuff going on there. And especially in Denmark, man, all the biking, we'd love that. Yeah.
0: Cope this they're specifically in Copenhagen. So. Which is like the biking capital of the world. Yeah, slam dunk for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's gonna be it for this episode. If listeners are looking for some of the links, some of the other helpful things that we mentioned in this episode, you can go to our website at howtomoney.com where you can find our show notes. Yeah don't forget to tell a friend about the show because that's the quickest way to spread the word about how to handle your
1: money. Well, all right, Matt, that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
1: marketing.com. Zumo Play.